Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to my weekly email newsletter, Friday Focus. Each Friday, I focus on one topic with one action arising. The link to sign up is in the show notes or head over to amyrolinson.com and sign up right now. Hello and welcome. You are tuning into my 50 second Reflections with Actions episode. These episodes are like reverse trailers for each individual episode from the five previous conversations that I have with guests. Today I will reflect on episodes 323 through to 327. So let's dive straight in. First up is 323 Make the Impossible Possible with Shrenik Shah. This is a podcast episode like no other I have ever recorded before. It really is unique. I know every episode is unique. However, this episode stands out for different reasons. Honestly, I was deeply humbled in the presence of Shrenik. If you haven't listened to this episode yet, please do so. It's episode 323 and Shrenik will just describe how he did not quit. Obviously, it's not a spoiler to share that Shrenik is a cancer survivor. He accepted his situation and he moved forward. His purpose was focused on how he could affect others, how he could help others. He said that your smile can make a thousand people smile. Wow, the power of a simple smile. It's so easy. Not only do you feel good when you smile, you make other people feel good. Many guests have spoken of the power of a smile and what a gift it is to the world. So dedicated to the will to win as the world's first stage four survivor of vocal cord cancer and now entering into his 27th year since diagnosis, Shrenik Shah is truly living a thrilling life 2.0. Leveraging the loss of his natural speaking ability has ironically given him his voice, which he uses to create many incredible opportunities. Adopting his do not quit mantra, Shrenik has delivered thousands of talks inspiring people globally. Building a legacy is close to his heart as surviving cancer has helped Shrenik to find his real purpose in life as he demonstrates how to make the impossible possible. Shrenik was given a choice, his life or his natural speaking voice. Clearly, he chose life. He then went on to work out how he could find his voice again. Yes, he lost his natural speaking voice. However, he gained so much more than simply finding a new way to speak. He was able to communicate his purpose through his message. And two words resonated most for me from Shrenik's story, hope and gratitude. Shrenik shared that you cannot buy hope online, not even with billions of dollars or pounds. It's true, you can't buy hope. As the saying goes, hope is not a strategy, which is why I said in the conversation with Shrenik that you need to move hope from a feeling into an action, something that is tangible and can be achieved. Just hoping or wishing something will happen is not enough to make it so. Hope is a feeling of expectation and a desire for a particular thing to happen. It is simply the springboard. With hope, you seek to make your life better one way or another. 
Hope helps you to define your future, to visualize where you want to be or who you want to be or what you want to have and do. However, hope is not enough. It does require deliberate action. Whether you seek it or not, whether you see it or not, and whether you feel it or not, know that when you need it, hope is there. Hope is your constant companion on whichever path you choose to take. Helen Keller said, hope sees the invisible, feels the intangible and achieves the impossible. When I was eight years old, a book I read over and over was about Helen Keller. The book was published in 1969 by Margaret Davidson and was beautifully illustrated by Wendy Watson. Helen Keller lost her sight and hearing after illness aged 19 months. Anne Sullivan became her lifelong companion from the age of seven and taught her how to communicate. Keller went on to become degree educated, an author, educator, disability rights advocate, political activist and a lecturer. On the back cover of this favourite childhood book of mine, there was the Braille alphabet. I would close my eyes and would run my right index finger over and over the letters, teaching myself how to read in Braille, testing myself by randomly placing my finger onto the page to guess the individual letters. This book taught me more than reading Braille, though. It taught me all about resilience, confidence and hope that if a little girl called Helen Keller could overcome all the challenges she faced and thrive, then anything was possible. This book essentially became my life guide at such an early age. Optimism is a faith that leads to achievement. Nothing can be done without hope and confidence, Helen Keller said. Keller was to be my first childhood hero. I was fascinated by her and she taught me the true meaning of hope. Another one of my childhood heroes was Anne Frank. When I was 13, I went to Amsterdam on a school trip and visited Anne Frank House, having previously read her diary. Anne Frank said, where there is hope, there is life. You also could say, where there is life, there is hope. Whilst in prison, Nelson Mandela read Anne Frank's diary and is said to have derived much encouragement from it, likening Anne Frank's struggle against Nazism to his struggle with apartheid. Mandela was the recipient of a humanitarian award from the Anne Frank Foundation in 1994. May your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears, said Mandela. And with over 65 million copies sold and translated into 80 languages, The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho is a beautiful allegory of pursuing your dreams by following what your heart truly desires. A metaphor of life, The Alchemist focuses on how to find your destiny. Yet another guide full of hope, adventure and courage. Coelho said, in dire times you can lose joy, but you can't lose hope. Hope is your guide. If you wish to turn your hopes into reality, turn your hopes into actions. And in terms of gratitude, coincidentally, I was speaking with my mastermind group about this today in relation to towards and away from goal motivation. When you focus on what you have as opposed to what you lack, you shift your mindset to one of positive outcomes. A.A. Milne said it best. Piglet noticed that even though he had a very small heart, it could hold a rather large amount of gratitude. Practicing gratitude is free, unlimited in its resource and available to everyone. There are so many positive benefits, including improving the quality of your sleep, improving your self-esteem, enhancing empathy, which in turn reduces your aggression. Studies have also shown that practicing gratitude reduces stress, 
and even plays a major role in overcoming trauma to build resilience. With a focus on gratitude, you will experience more satisfaction in life as your attention has shifted to experiencing positive emotions. Pioneer in the field of positive psychology, Professor Martin Seligman said, when we take time to notice the things that go right, it means we're getting a lot of little rewards throughout the day. The science behind gratitude is simple, or at least I will make it simple for you. When you express or receive gratitude, the brain releases dopamine and makes a connection between the behaviour and feeling good. So the more you practice gratitude, the more often dopamine releases and the more you feel good. And it was Aesop who wrote that gratitude turns what we have into enough. So what are you grateful for? Take a piece of paper or in your journal, write at the top, I am grateful for, then begin writing. And after writing for half an hour, writing a full list, take a moment to recognise how you feel. You could also say, I'm grateful to be, and then fill in the blanks. Or, I'm grateful to have. Or, I'm grateful to do. Write as much as you can, and when you think you've exhausted your list, keep going. I can guarantee that there will be more. If, like Shrenik, you choose to make the impossible possible, first recognise what you already have and be grateful for it. It could just be that you already have all you need. Next up is episode 324, Change is Normal, with Rena Kuller. Rena is based in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and had listened to my podcast and reached out to me to have a chat about purpose. We ended up recording this episode together. The marvels of this podcasting medium and the wonders of technology to be able to speak with new connections across the globe without having to even leave our own homes never ceases to astound me. Entrepreneurial at heart, always looking to create something different, Rena Kuller lives a life of no regrets, only learnings. Sharing how a lot of decisions were made for her early on in life, Rena reflects on her new trajectory of growth through exploring new opportunities. Living with purpose and unconditional love has helped Rena to be authentic, to be vulnerable with herself and to know who she really is and what a difference she can make. Taking ownership of her own destination has ensured that for her, a life of change is normal. Rena shared her journey of respect, vulnerability and trust. She also mentioned that life is exactly what is determined by the people that love you and raise you and instill those cultural values. This is what I want to focus in on and reflect on. For the first 18 years of your life, give or take, few years plus or minus, you're raised in a bubble of some description. Your world is exactly that, simply your world, your perspective, your truths. It's not the world. Everyone lives their own version of their world. It actually becomes a bit mind-boggling when you think like this. Your experiences are unique to you. How you experience your experiences are unique to you. Yet as an adult, things change. The world changes. Your world changes. You change. Your personality changes. You become aware of your own values and what you want to achieve in life. You realise and recognise that your values may differ to the ones of those who loved you, who raised you. Rena spoke a lot of being respectful to her parents for the opportunities that she was given, of being respectful of her heritage, and yet there is a time when change is imminent. 
Initially, you are a reflection of how you are raised. However, there becomes a moment in time when you take ownership of your own self and you evolve. Rena shared the beautiful relationship that she has with her children built on trust, where she can openly speak of purpose with them. Rena trusts the desired paths of her own children. She doesn't offer advice. She leads by example, and perhaps they follow from their own choice. It really comes down to that one word, choice. The power to be able to choose for yourself and to know how, what or why to make that choice. What is choice? It's the act of selecting between two or more possibilities, often the best or more appropriate course of action of the options available. You aren't born with your habits, skills, beliefs. They're learnt from your family, your friends, your school environment, your neighbourhood. Essentially, they're learnt from those within the circles in which you spend the most time with and you've chosen to adopt. Consciously and subconsciously, you take on board the beliefs through your lived experiences. Recognising that you have a choice in how you think, feel and behave every day is incredibly empowering. The quality of your choices determine the quality of your life. You receive millions of pieces of information every second through all your senses, and yet you have chosen to train your reticular activation system, which acts as your brain's gatekeeper, to filter the information for you to either focus on or to reject. You're left with limited pieces of information that the conscious mind is able to process. This means that you are constantly deleting, generalizing and distorting the information that you receive every second. This becomes your understanding of the world as you represent it, a unique map of how you choose to receive the information through your senses. This information forms your thoughts, your beliefs, your values, and therefore all influence your actions. Who you are, what you do and what you have is all within your control. What you want to have determines who you become and what you do. What are you doing? Are you living or are you existing? The difference between those who make success, achieve their aim or purpose and those who do not lies in the fact that successful people are willing to do what unsuccessful people are not. They keep going because they have a plan and a purpose. It is a choice. According to the Nicoyans from Costa Rica, they have a clear life purpose. They call it their plan de vida. Since I conceived the idea for Focus on Why back in 2020, my strapline has been and continues to be, have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. I'm currently writing a book on life purpose at the moment, which involves sharing the journal which my grandfather kept as a prisoner of war in the Second World War. In his entry on September the 30th, 1942, he wrote, Proposal to write Way of Life to meet the need for a planned life, to meet every circumstance of life, every facet of living. Now, to the best of my knowledge, he never followed up on this particular piece of work. However, I am going to follow it up, as I believe that it is my purpose-driven destiny to fulfil that proposal on his behalf in the writing of my book and by including his diary entries within it. My grandfather loved me and helped to raise me and I spent a lot of time with him in the first 20 years of my life before he passed away. There are many world perspectives and values that we shared. He didn't have much choice in where he lived whilst being held in captivity for several years. However, he had the choice in how he kept his mind occupied. How about you? What will you choose today that will make a difference to your life? What choices will you make? 
Next up is 325 Live as Your Authentic Self with Nicole Baldino. I was kindly introduced to Nicole by John Ball, host of Podfluence Podcast. And that's one of the many things that I love about the podcasting medium is that there is so much positive collaboration between podcast hosts. We're always recommending great guests to one another. And I recognize that with a show that focuses on why, it does beckon a lot of people who are purpose-driven, values-based, fulfillment-focused and people-centered. Are you keeping yourself busy or are you busy on purpose? Despite being a great teacher who very much cared for her students and their outcomes, Nicole Baldineau felt that her creativity was being stifled and was living in a smaller world. Now, as a co-founder of two very successful businesses, Nicole makes the most of the time she has with the freedom to create and do the things that bring her joy. Now, having expanded her worldview, Nicole is living in a bigger world. I recognise a lot of myself in Nicole's journey. Once a teacher, it's hard to shake off that education piece inside you. It's a built-in part of who you are. And like Nicole, I choose to teach and educate using this wonderful medium of the podcast. Sharing a platform with others, I consider it to be a privilege and a gift. I believe that I am living my authentic self. What about you? What is it that you may need to change to ensure that you also live as your authentic self? But what does living as your authentic self even mean? In its simplest form, authenticity means original, real or genuine. In its more complex existential form, it means being true to yourself with your actions being in alignment with your beliefs, needs, wants and values, irrespective of external pressures of societal conformity. I believe that authenticity is in many respects also a paradox. Being authentic means knowing who you truly are and being consistent with your values and yet potentially also being prepared to be inconsistent at the same time. Being authentic means being able to be flexible and adaptable. To behave differently is not the same as being inconsistent. Tact and social acceptance require you to hold back truths and honest reflections. Therefore, authenticity requires a degree of inconsistency and incongruence. Therein lies the paradox. It doesn't mean you are being any less authentic or inauthentic. In life and work, you seek your authentic path. And yet, how do you know if it is your true path with so much external thinking, energy and influence surrounding you? In a lecture by Professor Mark Leary on why you are who you are, Leary focused on authenticity, cognitive consistency and cognitive dissonance theory. Leary shared that authenticity is a difficult motive to study because it's very hard to know what people are truly like. So it's hard to know when they're being themselves. Authenticity is about being true to yourself, about understanding your behavior and what motivates you to live that authentic version of you and to live it on your own terms, not living someone else's life. Aristotle said that we are what we repeatedly do. So living with authenticity really matters. Believing in what you do and why you do it matters. So what does an authentic life look like to you? Sometimes being authentic requires you to show your vulnerability and a sense of social courage. In being honest and authentic in the face of adversity, you risk social embarrassment, exclusion, rejection or unpopularity. Yet, as Aristotle said, you will never do anything in this world without courage. So whose life are you living? Stop for a moment and reflect on whether you are truly happy with your life and whether the path you are on is authentically yours and not one that others are pursuing or expect you to pursue. 
Remember to stop and check that your authentic path is truly yours and not what is expected of you by others. Again, it comes back to choice. When you choose to pursue something that is of value to others, something that is greater than your own self, yet is true to your heart, that's when you know you are living with purpose. Nicole said that as a business owner, she's able to create more of the world that she wants to see, whilst at the same time creating more of the life that she wants to live as well. I have this conversation with many of my life purpose coaching clients. You don't simply find your purpose, you create it. Living with purpose involves change. Creating your purpose and connecting and collaborating with others combine to live your authentic self. Start with being authentic. This will lead you to doing things that are in total alignment with who you are. And as a direct outcome, you will find yourself living a fulfilling life. Focus on your strengths, your values and your gifts. Follow what you truly love to do and what you're great at doing. These are your internal motivations to live your authentic self. Know that you are on your authentic path when you focus on why. Next up is episode 326, Leap of Faith with Sylvia Del Corso. Poor economic conditions in Italy were not enough to sustain her business, so trusting her gut instinct and following joy as a compass led Sylvia Del Corso to move her young family to London. Here, she started a new life, a new business, and surrounded herself in a new community. Understanding her purpose, the importance of placing family first, and taking on board many learnings from her past, Sylvia took a massive leap of faith. How about you? When was the last time you took a leap of faith? And what was the reason behind doing so? Sylvia's story is such a heartwarming one. She follows joy as a compass. She trusted her gut to know what feels good and what feels right. She wanted to create a different life for her children, for her family, than the one that she knew would be created if she stayed where she was in Italy. Uprooting all of them, they moved to unknown waters. It paid off with London, giving her this feeling of spirit affinity. What makes up this feeling, I wonder? That close relationship with what you believe is right, it comes down to connection and belonging. Sylvia knew in her heart what she sought, so she was able to recreate it, to attract it, to manifest it and to retain it once found. This was a really spiritual conversation, as they often are when you focus on why. After I stop recording, the most common reaction that I get from my guests is that they say they love the conversation and that they, I asked them really insightful questions that got them thinking. Sylvia's reaction was no different. This reaction of surprise doesn't surprise me. I've had tears, laughter and everything in between after these 327 episodes that I've recorded. These conversations are unscripted. There is no set expectation of what we're going to cover. It's a totally relaxed, free-flow conversation with no set questions. However, with the focus on why, so much is shared in a short space of time. The safe space that is created between the guest and myself enables the guest to relax. So as a listener, you're able to understand more about what's really going on. Because every conversation strips back layers upon layers. With Sylvia, she stripped back the layers to show how purpose shaped her. How she recognises the importance of having a good relationship with herself and to be kind to herself. Self-love is key and a foundation to the relationship that you have with others. As Charlie Mackesy said, being kind to yourself is one of the greatest kindnesses. We often wait for kindness, but being kind to yourself can start now. So it can. 
Sylvia's decision to move countries came from an act of kindness and love to herself, both self-love and love for her family. It was her purpose that drove her to take this leap of faith. My final reflection today is episode 327, Emotional Connection with Chantelle Cornelius. To help and support people to make a difference with their business is a purpose-driven focus for marketing mentor Chantelle Cornelius. Examining beneath the surface, essentially the why behind the why, revealed the source of Chantelle's inspiration, passion and positive energy. With a mission to change the face of marketing, Chantelle has a clear motivation to understand what people are feeling and focuses on this emotional connection in her work. Emotional connection is at the heart of our reasons for buying, the why behind the buy, essentially. Chantelle shared with me her reflections with actions after listening back to the episode. She said she spent some time while pottering in the garden, listening to our conversation. She said that it reminded her of some of the stories she was going to include in her book, but that she'd forgotten about. How cool is that? A reflection with action for sure. I wonder how many stories have been forgotten in your lifetime. Have they actually been forgotten though? Or are they waiting in the wings, ready to come to life in the appropriate moment? One of those stories that had been forgotten, which Chantelle recalled, was a philosophy that her mum had invented and adopted called Squaddy. Simply a question of doing it. A brilliant earlier version of Nike's Just Do It campaign, for sure. Chantelle's mum kept things simple and understood the importance of taking action. Chantelle shared that she'd learned a lot from her mum, who often referenced A.A. Milne, as I did earlier in this episode. And we can all learn from A.A. Milne and his wonderful Pooh Bear books. I used to read them daily as a young child and then again to my own children when they were young. The books speak about everyday life, about friendships, about our emotions, how to cope with them and how to cope with others too. The books speak of vulnerability, compassion and acceptance. Chantelle said that her mum was like Pooh Bear, or she described herself as that, a bear of little brain. I would have to disagree. She sounded very wise. And as Shakespeare said, the fool doth think he is wise, but the wise man knows himself to be a fool. Chantelle and I are currently in a book buddies writing group organised by Sue Richardson. You can check out Sue's episode, it's 282 and it's called Serve Your Purpose. Sue said that her purpose is to enable and empower people to tell their stories in such a way that they transform their own world and that of others. Now if you apply the emotional connection that Chantelle speaks about to this particular purchase, Sue, in the moment of a conversation about publishing my book, won me over. I'm now signed up to publish my book with Sue's publishing house, The Right Book Company. If you have a book inside you, and Sue says you do, then I am curious as to what's stopping you from writing it now. What stopped me is that I'd been waiting for the perfect moment. I felt I needed to do more research, become wiser, more aware, to record more episodes before the time was right. Well, now I realise that there's never going to be a perfect time, so I've finally started writing my book. Now let's look at the importance of connection in life. Are you okay? Are you feeling connected, not only to others, but also to yourself? Despite technological advances in life, human behaviour and connection hasn't really changed much over the millennia. We still seek belonging and purpose in our lives. 
the connections we form with the people around us, the stories we share, how we communicate our messages and the fundamental understanding of human emotional connection all lie at the heart of these stories. Being human, you are wired for positive connection and the need to be social for all aspects of your well-being. In every sense, you have a desire to connect and establish rapport with a close community. You build this connection through trust, happiness and consistency. Digital connectivity is not the same as physical connection, but it can come a close second and during the pandemic it was all we could take. In jest, it was proposed that Wi-Fi be added to Maslow's hierarchy of needs pyramid as its new foundation. Has there ever been a stronger basis for many a true word is spoken in jest than during the pandemic? Having Wi-Fi to maintain connectivity in your life and to be able to communicate with colleagues, clients, peers, teachers, friends and family proved fundamental to survive during the pandemic. Brenny Brown said, I define connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. We all found our own unique ways to communicate and stay connected during the pandemic, creatively adapting to living, working, exercising and socialising from home, enjoying the variety of conversations and connections predominantly over Zoom. We live in a world where we have never been so connected with others, yet paradoxically have also never been so disconnected. And this is not purely down to the pandemic. Born from a disconnection of one business partnership, Focus on Why has since gone on to create hundreds and thousands of new connections. It is now almost three years since the conception of Focus on Why. Where has that time gone? It's been an incredible time full of ripple effects and new connections. And as Eckhart Tolle says... Only one thing is of absolute importance, and that is your connectedness with being. The concept of six degrees of separation has always fascinated me, that we're all connected by just six or less connections. This theory is now thought to have been reduced to just three, as social networks and technology have brought us even closer. Essentially, we are all a friend of a friend, and we are all connected in one way or another. As a life purpose coach and podcaster, I'm a bridge builder connecting people together from different cultures to understand purpose in everyday life. I aspire to build a better life and a better world for everyone through our connectedness. We're all in this together. We are, after all, just pieces of one giant jigsaw of life. There is strength in our solidarity. So stay connected, focus on your connection. Who could you reach out to and connect with today? A friend, a family member, a business connection? What will you say or do to strengthen your connection? And what about emotional connection in your business? Chantel stresses that we need to really understand what people are feeling and then work with them to provide that rather than trying to sell something to somebody because we think they ought to have it. It comes down to listening and really listening, not just waiting for our turn to speak. When you listen, not only to others, but to yourself, you recognise that you can make the impossible possible, that change is normal, that you can live as your authentic self, that you can take a leap of faith and that you have created an emotional connection with what really matters in life. The ability to live on purpose is embedded in your being. You may think that you are Pooh Bear, a bear of little brain, but know that there is deep wisdom buried within you. Purpose is about serving others. What you do matters, no matter how big or small, whether it is a smile or whether it is your legacy. 
When you live on purpose, you are making a difference. And to that, I say thank you. How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.